Casey Washak here, co-creator of the Fitin 42, and your host, your captain, your navigator to the Fitin 42 life. Guys, I was just on Facebook, and I was perusing, and I came across my man Ryan McMillan's post. Uh, it was a memory he reshared from about a year ago, and it just sparked a lot of thoughts in my head. All right, so the the basic premise of Ryan's post was explaining how he got to where he is today, considering he came from a pretty um, pretty crazy childhood. All right, let's just put it like that. Uh, he was homeless as a kid. Uh, he lived in domestic abuse shelters with his mom for a while. Uh, dad in and out of jail. And when he had the opportunity, he changed the trajectory of his own life. Now, as a child, we don't, have the control or the power to be able to do that. We're kind of, as I put it, we're on a leash being drug around our childhood by our parents. And, you know, in Ryan's case, in my case, in many other cases, uh, that's not the most pleasant experience. And so, as I always put it, when I turned 18... I took the leash off and I, I I was like a caged animal, a caged dog that that broke through the fence and I just ran for freedom. And this is what got me thinking because it's not that simple. It's not that simple as um I'm not in control. Uh, I become in control and great things happen. In many ca cases, we still drag that leash around with us. And I know people in their 40s, 50s, 60s who still blame their parents. They're still dragging that leash around and and almost showing it to people as a reason why they are who they are. And unfortunately, uh, to be quite blunt, that's a cop-out. They just, in, in reality, in my opinion, all this really means is they're lazy. They don't feel like putting in the work to change. Because when I got out of my situation, um, I wasn't... I, let me just say, I, I didn't trust anybody. If my parents would put me in the situations they put me in, why would why would anyone else, the people who are supposed to care about me the most, put me through some really crazy things? 
why would anyone else treat me better if the the my sole providers and the people who who, who would supposedly die for me who brought me to this world treat me the way they did why would anyone else treat me better so i walked around for a long time um very skeptical of people keeping everybody at arm's distance and then you know having relationships and uh going through that rigmarole and just trying to figure out how to navigate not only your life but then but then going into a relationship with somebody else and two people from two different upbringings are trying to become compatible uh, is, in my opinion, one of the hardest things in the world to do. And then on top of it, you add a lot of, um, I don't, I don't know, like almost like PTSD from, from my childhood on it, that it, it made it really hard. And what what made me want to do the work and, and realize that I'm a I'm a flawed human being, very flawed human being, is meeting my wife and realizing that um she's not trying to hurt me. She actually really likes me and eventually loved me. And she put up with a lot. Just me trying to work through this stuff. But she was worth it. She was worth me putting in the time and and trying to shed that leash. Easiest way to put it is although I got out of the situation, you know, using the dog analogy, I got out of the situation, but I still had the leash on. I still was dragging that around. I was so all the that previous garbage that I had been through was still there, was still present wherever I went. And meeting her and realizing that she's I, I love her, and I I, I want to be a better man for her. Really made me have to look internal and say, like, look, um, yeah, it stinks that I went through this stuff. It stinks, uh, but Teresa is not my parents. Teresa is not my previous relationships. Teresa's. None of those things. Teresa's Teresa, and I should treat her as a clean slate. Let her, let her show me who she is, and 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 not go into a relationship with baggage and to where I'm almost sabotaging it because I'm treating her like someone who's already 
done a bunch of bad things to me, and she's done absolutely zero. But this is really hard. It It's hard, and it's because especially if, if some of your issues stem from when you were like a little kid, If you if you see something that triggers it, it's it's like a knee jerk reaction. You're so used to if this happens, then you react this way because that's all you've ever known. That's all you've ever done. And. It's really tough to change that. But it's doable. And this is where I feel a lot of people... uh, And I look, right now I'm talking about... I'm talking about who you are as a... Who you are walking around as a human being. You are an accumulation of experiences and reactions and and you've kind of ingrained um if if this happens this is how i react <clears throat> you've ingrained these certain habits and mannerisms into you that doesn't mean they they can't be changed and especially if you're going to get into a relationship if you're going to have kids you're going to start to notice that you do some of the things that you you hated. Why? Because that's all you know. You hear about it all the time. Uh, you know, extre- here's an extreme example that like people who've been abused or been um, neglected or mistreated end up becoming abusers, neglectors, and mistreaters. Why? Because that's that's what they know. But I feel like that's a cop-out because we all have choices to make. So when I turned 18 and I got out of Dodge and I, I joined the Marine Corps, and like I, everything I did up and after that point of leaving that house was on me. I can no longer blame my parents for horrible situations. And I know people who are 20, 30, 40, 50 years removed from some horrible situations, and they still use it as a crutch. That's not the way to live life. It's a cop-out that's weak. And right now we're talking about, like like I said, relationships and, and, you know, parenting and 
I mean, this this we could talk about health and fitness in the same respect. You, I know people who grew up like people whose parents put soda in their kids' bottles. And now that child is an adult. Obviously, that sort of eating and that that sort of like, like you know living on sodas since being a little kid um, is ingrained in them. That doesn't mean they have to do it though. That doesn't mean that they can't change. But it's going to be tough. But but you're worth it. Your family's worth it. Your kids are worth it. They're worth you putting in the work to become a better version of you because when you become a better version of you, you, for one, are a uh, role model for those around you, showing them what's possible. But two, that better version of you is not just going to translate in into um, healthier habits or um, better relationships, that's going to spread throughout life. Like, you're not compartmentalized. When you change one aspect about yourself, it spreads into all areas of life, not just one. Using your health as an example, you think Eating better is not going to spread throughout your life. Let me explain. So, you've been eating like garbage for years and years. You're by 2 p.m. You're you're tired. You have no energy. You go home. You lay on the couch. Turn on TV. You're wiped, and you have no time for your wife. You have no time for your kids. Um, I should say your spouse. And guess what? That's life. Rinse and repeat. Then you decide to start eating better. And now all of a sudden, you start dropping a couple pounds. You're feeling good. Um, You start moving more. You're feeling even better. You got more energy. You come home. You don't want to necessarily lay on the couch because you have a bunch of energy. So, kids, why don't we go play? Why don't we do this? What are you guys doing? Let's play Legos. Let's do this. Let's do that. Now, all of a sudden, your relationships are getting better. Your kids are happier. They're moving more. And then it just compounds. So it's impossible for you to work on yourself, and it doesn't affect others positively. And so to bring this all back, You need to take the leash off. If you're anything like me, um, and if you ever have said, well, my parents did it this way. If someone's confronted you and said, you know, hey, I, I don't really like it when you do this or that, and you say, well, this is what I know, this is what my parents did, this is how my dad did it, this is how my mom did it. 
you are guilty of dragging that leash around and just repeating the cycle. So I want to tell you, your family's worth it. Your kids are worth it. Your coworkers are worth it. You're worth it to take that leash off, do the work, and become the best version you can be. When you leave the care of your family, even though for, like, basically the first 18 years of life, all that's happening is you're a, you're a clean slate, you're, you're a book with no, no, uh, no words in it, and all they're doing is throwing words on pages. Chapter 1, chapter 2, birthday 3, birthday 4, chapter 5, birthday 6. And then all of a sudden, you get to take your book and spread your wings, and then you get to put the words on the pages. It doesn't have to be the same words from the previous chapters. You get to change it. But unfortunately, our parents and everybody, they set the tone for the book. And it's up to us. If we want to change it, we got to change the tone. we got to change and we got to focus on the future and focus on how we want things to be and then put in that work, which is going to be hard. It's going to be tedious. And it's never done. So take that leash off. Run wild and create the life you want. Take care, guys, and I'll talk to you soon.